Are you a leader or change maker inside of your business, organization, or corporation? Are you looking for new, innovative ways to drive morale through the roof? Are you looking for fun and exciting icebreakers, team building exercises, and activities that will foster team growth, friendships, loyalty, and completely transform your organization from the inside out? Have you been searching for a fun and unique way to create change instead of the same old dry, boring leadership books and icebreakers that aren't actually working? Hi, I'm Erin Deal, business improv edutainer, fail fluencer, and professional Zoom who is ready to help you improve it. My mission in life is to help you develop teams and leaders through play, improv, and experiential learning. In this podcast, we will deep dive into professional development, team building, effective communication, networking, presentation skills, leadership training, how to think more quickly on your feet, and everything in between. We have helped everyone from Fortune 500 companies to small mom and pop shops transform their business, their leadership, and their people through play. So grab your chicken hat. We are about to have some fun. Welcome to Improve It, the podcast. Hello, friends. We are gathered here today to witness the matrimony of your creativity and the frustration that you might have when it is blocked. That's right. I am an ordained minister of the Universal Life Church. I have officiated two weddings, and I'm here today to marry your creativity and the roadblocks that you get that come with it. So I want to start really quick with just a personal story. If you are listening today and you are feeling the weight of the world, if you've been impacted by the latest news headline and repost canvas and graphics on social media of all the negativity and horrible things that are happening in our world, if you are feeling rage, if you've been exposed to COVID, if you felt the aftermath of having a hard conversation, and all of those things are existing in your world, but you need to be creative in your job, you need to see things with a new set of eyes, and you need to think differently, this episode is for you. Let me just say, what I just mentioned exists in my world right now. While I'm hitting record on this episode, I am feeling very frustrated by things that are happening in our country. I am feeling angry, upset. I have been exposed. Don't have it, but have been exposed to COVID. And you're listening to this episode later after I've recorded it, but I've had all these hard conversations as of recently, and I've just felt like my brain has gone on a journey, and this then triggers my nervous system. And then when my nervous system is triggered, my whole body feels differently. 
and I step away from what Shonda Rhimes calls the the hum or the flow. So I'm also going to reference quite a few of my favorite books on creativity today. If you haven't read the book, The Year of Yes by Shonda Rhimes, get it immediately. It's so good. But she talks about being in this state called the hum. And to a yogi, it might be called flow. To a person who practices mindfulness, it also might be called flow. But it's this state where we are present, we are creating, we are feeling energized by the work that we are putting out into the world. And we, when we allow all these other things that trigger negativity into our brain, that hum gets blocked. That creativity gets stifled. That creativity sits in our bodies and it never gets released to the world. So first and foremost, I just want to say that I am a creative. I have been creative since the day I was born. My mom said I came tap dancing out of the womb. We've now heard from Janice on this show. Um, but I love to create. That is literally what I'm here to do is to create. And I will say this to anyone listening who also identifies as a creative. It is difficult to create things. It is hard. And if it weren't hard, everyone would be doing it. So this episode is for the creative, the aspiring creative. Maybe you don't identify as a creative human being yet, but you want to become one. We all have creative outlets. Whether you garden, that's creative. Whether you make things by sewing, whether you are a, use pottery to create, whether you write, whether you create programs and systems in your organization, you are creative in some way. So I want to use this episode as an opportunity to give you super, super tangible things that you can do to improve your creativity when it feels blocked. It's so funny because they always say art imitates life. So while I am creating this episode for you, I am feeling blocked. (laughs) And this was such a good reminder of the tools that I have in my back pocket to unblock those negative triggers to get back into flow, to find the hum. When I sit in this chair and I talk to you with my sure microphone, that hum just comes. The hum just comes. I have notes every time I sit down, especially with recorded or solo shows, I should say. But a lot of times I just stray from them because This is where I'm supposed to be. And I know that there's this force within me that takes over and it kind of starts talking through me. And I feel that in my workshops. I feel that when I facilitate keynotes, I feel that when I am talking about things that I love and I love creativity, I have studied it. I've mastered it for years and I'm constantly creating. And the day that I stop is the day that I will most likely not be here on this earth. I am born to create. You are born to create. And so let's give you some easy ways to improve your creativity when you feel blocked 
Because again, you know this, I say this to you every episode, the world needs your special it. So let's unlock that it. Let's give that it all the potential it can possibly have. So without further ado, let me get into these 10 easy ways. Now, I want to just comment on this. I, like I said, have studied creativity. I, as you know, love improv, which is a a creative art form all in itself. However, I read a lot of books and I'm going to use a lot of ideas from three of my very, very favorite. The first one is The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. It is a classic. I will talk to you more about this, but I'm going to also link to these in the show notes if you want to read them. That book changed my life, changed my life. The second book I'm going to give you quotes from this is Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert a fantastic book on unlocking creativity and getting rid of the fear or the limiting beliefs that we have surrounding it. I also referenced already The Year of Yes with Shonda Rhimes. And you're also going to hear me reference Gabby Bernstein, who is a spiritual teacher. She has so many books. I have read all of them. And just Google Gabby Bernstein. There are, there's Super Attractor, May Calls Miracles, The Universe Has Your Back, Happy Days. All of those give amazing tips, tricks, and tools for allowing your truest, highest self to shine. So know that I've pulled this content from these principles because I use them in my life. This is all pulled ideas that I use every single day, every single week. Um, These are creative principles, they're spiritual principles, and they're backed in improv. So you'll hear all about that today. So when you feel stuck, you feel frustrated, I want you to remember these top 10 easy ways to unleash your creativity. Number one, you've got to set the stage. You've heard me talk about this before if you're a listener of this show, but you've got to create a space where you feel your most creative self can shine. Whether it's lighting a candle, so you smell that scent, that scent says, oh, time to write. Whether it's lighting sage, which, you know, I'm a little woo-woo, I'm into that. I love that to clear energy, to allow new energy to come through. Whether it's bringing your favorite drink of choice, uh, except for me, coffee is literally what gets my creativity started every day. I take my cup of coffee, I sit down at my desk, I write my to-do list, and then I go. And it's that coffee and my very special teal Yeti mug, because it keeps it super warm, that allows me to know, okay, brain, start working. Let's go. And it's just, it may be a placebo effect, but I will tell you, as soon as I have that coffee, I know it's time to start and get to work. And then I also like to set a mood. So set your own stage. I prefer to have some type of music. There's music that you can find on Spotify, on Pandora called Bilateral Music. Okay, 
B-I-L-A-T-E-R-A-L, bilateral. And it's uh, music that is just instrumental, but the, the sound waves within that music really allow you to start thinking deeper. And it's mu- it's music that actually is supposed to help you focus. So for me, I play bilateral music. I light a candle. Sometimes I'll use sage. I've got my coffee. I'm ready for whatever that creative project is. And I like to do my creativity moments in the morning. I leave all of my mornings blocked for recording these shows, creating them for you, creating new content for Improve It. And then I do the afternoon. I like to leave for meetings because I'm generally more tired. My brain's tired in the afternoon and I need the energy of others to keep me going. So number one, set that stage. Number two is a lesson that I learned through Gabby Bernstein, but it's so applicable to everyday life. Here it is. We have the ability to choose again. So if the newest news headline is causing you anger, we have the, the ability to change that thought in our own mind to love. So instead of getting mad at what's going on in the world, government, whatever it may be, you can choose again and say, I send love to the people that are affected. I'm going to send love and confidence to the activists who are going at this problem. Maybe it's you have a negative thought about a coworker. Okay, this person's been frustrating me. They've done this before. Have to have another conversation with them. Why, why, why? And we make up these stories in our head. Instead, lead with love. Choose a different thought. Sally's been going through a hard time. I'm going to lead with love. I'm going to change that narrative in my own head. And I'm going to send love to Sally. We have that ability to choose again, because when we choose a more positive frequency and thought, we actually get back to the hum, as Shonda Rhimes calls it, or flow. We reverse that negative energy in our own minds, and we allow ourselves to see things with a new set of eyes so that we can clear that negative block which allows us to bring more positive energy and allows us to flow. It allows things to come to us. When we feel good, we are admitting out to the world a positive vibration, a positive frequency, and then it's received back. We attract things. By putting great things out into the world, we attract them back. So when you have those negative thoughts, which we all do, we're human beings, we have the ability to control two things, our attitude and our effort. So that re-triggering of a positive thought is going to help your attitude, which will then help the effort or our output. So think again, choose again. That's number two. Number three. This is another thing, another idea for you to help you unblock that 
that negative creative energy. So this is something a lot of spiritual teachers teach. We actually play this game in our workshops. It's called the appreciation game. Gabby Bernstein loves this game. Abraham Hicks, another spiritual teacher, loves this game. So it's all about appreciating what we have. Again, this negative energy, these blocks that we put in our minds stifle creativity. They stifle innovation. So if the word creativity is not something that you resonate with, maybe the word innovation really hits home. We cannot innovate. We cannot create when we are in a negative space. So to get ourselves out of that, we need tools. And this is another tool. So the appreciation game goes like this. You can literally sit there with a partner. You can sit there with a teammate. You can sit there with just yourself and start naming the things that you appreciate. I've talked about this before on the show, but I do it all the time when I feel negativity. So for example, right now, I told you as I was hitting record, I was on social media, doom scrolling, looking at the latest headlines, becoming frustrated. So to pull myself into a better space for this, for this, I'm calling it an interview with myself for this episode, I started telling myself what I'm grateful for. I'm so grateful that I have an amazing podcast desk that I love. I have a closet that I've made my own. I'm so grateful. I have the best audience in the entire world who comes here to be the best versions of themselves. I'm so grateful for my editor. I'm so grateful for Mike. Mike, you are the very best. And our podcast manager, Rachel, who is just fire, who believes in this show, who's been with me for so many years, who is one of my favorite human beings on the planet. I'm so grateful for our marketing team and I'm so grateful for our director of client experience, Jenna, because they help put this show into the universe and help spread joy to others. I'm so grateful that I have the ability to sit here in my yoga pants and talk to you today. I'm also rocking some bedroom slippers with some fur. So thank you to that slippers with the fur. You could go on and on and on. And if you're frustrated with a teammate, if you're frustrated with your partner, choose appreciation towards that person. So instead of it being you're grateful for things that you have, be grateful for things that they bring to your life. But it's about that person. I'm so grateful for the way that you show up here every day with a smile on your face. I am so grateful for the hard work that you've put in on this particular project. I am so grateful that our clients love you because you care so much. That game will change your vibe every time. So that's number three. Let's go to number four which is a pull from The Artist Way by Julia Cameron. Now, I want to just preface this. That book, I, it is not a book that you sit down and read in one sitting. There are 12 chapters. You do a chapter a week for 12 weeks. There are very specific activities that you're asked to do each week. And I'm going to talk about those in the upcoming numbers here. But just so you know, I did all the exercises in this book in 2017. I'm about to get some chills because this is for real. 2017, it's 2022 when you're hearing this episode. The exercises in the book are there to teach you to release 
negativity, release fears, and release things that might have happened in your past to unlock a more brighter future. To understand what you really want. And I'm giving you this backstory to give you number four. But I just want to tell you, I went back and looked at the answers to a lot of these activities that I did in 2017. And I manifested every single thing I wanted. Every single thing. And it wasn't easy. I mean, that is not an overnight success. Five years, blood, sweat, and tears. But I'm telling you right now, when you allow yourself to get in a better space mentally, you can create and manifest magic. So this is a direct pull from The Artist's Way. It's called The Morning Pages. This is not something I made up. Julia Cameron has practiced this and preached it for years. So the morning pages are you get a spiral notebook, whatever, 8 by 11, 10, whatever it is. And every morning, you're supposed to do it right when you wake up. I like to do it after I work out. I work out in the mornings and then I journal. For three pages, you just write. You write whatever comes to mind. You put rage on the page if you're feeling rage. You write out your insecurities. You write out your fears. You write out anything that is channeled through your pen to your paper for three pages. You can also set a timer. I sort of change it up. I set a timer and I write for seven minutes. Let me tell you, morning pages allow you to get whatever that crinkling paper is in your brain right now onto paper. It allows us to take some some wipes and get out the, the dust balls that are accumulating in our brain. And it allows us to get it out of our brain onto paper so that we can use all the creative energy that we need to flow through our brain, throw through our bodies and do the tasks and the projects that we need to do without these little cobwebs and dust bunnies going all inside of those, those that creative flow. Morning pages work. I cannot tell you the amount of successful people I know who do this. So all you need to do is take a notebook When you wake up in the morning, spend 10 extra minutes writing three pages of whatever comes to mind. I say seven because now I've kind of figured out how to write really fast. 10 minutes, set a timer and just write. Don't type. Julia really suggests not typing because pen to paper does something different for you creatively. And you know what's interesting? I used to write the show notes for this podcast and I used to type them. Now I freehand because I find that when I use freehand, I'm actually guided to tell you things, which we'll talk about in just a minute. So that's number four, morning pages. Now, number five is something I've talked about on this show before. Again, I did not make this up. It's any teacher, any facilitator, any mindful coach will tell you to do this. Affirmations. So here's what I do in the mornings. I write my morning pages. I give myself seven minutes to get that rage on the page, write down whatever's in my brain, get those dust bunnies out into paper. 
And then I write my affirmations and I've created 10 affirmations for myself that I repeat over and over and over. I would share them. I mean, I feel like we're there. We're there. They're kind of private, if I'm being honest. I'll give you a couple. So number one is, I am an amazing mother. Number two, I am an empathetic wife. Number three, I am a source of light and love in the world. Number four, I am healthy and strong. Number five, I live in Charleston and I live like I'm on vacation when I'm not at work. And then I've got six more, or no, sorry, five more. (laughs) But you get the idea. I write those every single day because by writing them, I'm telling myself that those things already exist. I am manifesting them. I am, uh, and I let me say this, I wrote I am a mother before I was a mother. How about that? So writing affirmations to yourself triggers your mind to think you are already that thing that you would like to become. It's so important. It's so special. It's a reminder to yourself that you are powerful. So I want you to think about that. You can tag that on with your morning pages in number four, but that's number five, your affirmations. Okay, number six, artist's walks. Now this is pulled directly from The Artist's Way, Julia Cameron. Again, gonna link that in the show notes. This is something that she actually writes about in a later book. So what's very interesting about Julia is she's written 40 books. Not all are bestsellers, but The Artist's Way, very huge book, actually made a comeback in the past two years. It's been around for decades at this point. She just wrote another book called Seeking Wisdom, and I just finished that. That is a six-week book, not a 12-week book. And she talks about The Artist's Walks and Seeking Wisdom. So This is so simple. You go on a walk by yourself alone for 20 minutes twice a week. 20 minutes. No dog because the dog is going to take you out of being present. No music because you don't need it. Literally you, yourself, and the open road. What that does is it allows you to take in the things around you, the trees, the smells. Oh my gosh, I did this the other day and I smelled honeysuckle, honeysuckle. And that triggered my brain to think about my childhood and how I used to just pull honeysuckle off trees and eat it. I don't know if I would do that now due to pesticides. Thanks, mom and dad. Um, But it made me so happy. And I would not have noticed that smell if I was walking around the block on my phone. Now, these artist walks are for you. And they allow you to stop. They allow you to be present. They allow you to just intake nature and the world around you versus technology and the digital world and the news. They're so important for clearing your head. So artist walks, that's number six. Number seven is in line with this, but this is another Julia Cameron moment. She talks about this in Artist Way and Seeking Wisdom, artist dates. Now, this is a once a week thing. 
and we all have a lot going on. We're parents, we are leaders, we are partners, we are friends, we are all of the things to all of the people. But if we don't take care of ourselves, and I've talked about this 800 bajillion times on this show, if we don't fill our tea kettles, we cannot pour into others' teacups. So, artist dates, they're the coolest thing ever. What do you love to do? Think about that. What do you love? What's going to make you happy? Once a week, you schedule one hour in your calendar for an artist date. It could even happen during a lunch break for all I care. Okay? And then you go do that thing that you love. Now, these do not need to be expensive. If you're like, I love, you know, Louboutins. You don't need to go buy Louboutins every week on your artist date. But for example, I want to just, let me do this. Let me share with you what I love to do on my artist dates. I love home goods. Mm, I love me some home goods. I could go to home goods and just walk the aisles. It's like Target. I could literally go to both of those stores for a full day and just be so happy. Home goods is my happy place. (laughs) I just love it. It's cheap. There's sparkly things. There's things I really don't need, but I'm like, ah, I need this thing to go on my countertop, this little vase thing. It just fuels this creative side of me. So for me, I would plan an artist date when I was doing the work of Julia Cameron. And I still try to do this actually at least a couple of times a month. But I go somewhere that just sparks joy. So that's a space I like to go to. Julia Cameron likes to go to a pet store and just look at this cute little dog. So that could be something you don't have to buy the dog, but you just see the dog. I love also to go thrifting. I recently went to a store here in Charleston called The Station. Shout out to The Station. It was magical. I've talked about it on the show before, but it had um, different little sections from different artists. And a lot of it was vintage and thrifted. And some of it was actual art from local artists in Charleston. And there were crystals and plants. It was beautiful. And I got my spiritual sign, which is a butterfly. I've always had that as as a symbol of my life. I found one. I I was literally thinking, and I kid you not, I was like, man, it'd be so cool if I could find a really cool butterfly piece of art today. I said that in my mind. I looked up two seconds later, and there was this beautiful Canva that an artist in Charleston had painted with a butterfly, and it was teal and pink and polka dotted and all the extra things I love. So that thing got in my cart and came home with me for $22, okay? So these don't have to be expensive, but that day was magical. I felt so euphoric because I was doing something for me. And I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm a dog mom, I'm a leader. I got all the things going too. If I can find an hour, you can find an hour. Give this artist date to yourself. All right, number eight, guided meditation. All right, this is something you can Google. You don't need to purchase any. You can YouTube guided meditations for five minutes. Give your mind five minutes of not opening 700 tabs, of not scrolling social media, and allow yourself just to be. I love Gabby Bernstein. She does have a lot of free content online, 
If you ride Peloton, there's a whole section of meditations in there for you. If you don't have any of these things and you need a free resource, Google Gabby Bernstein Guided Meditation or Google 5-Minute Meditation and just try it. Give your brain, again, that space to relax so you can filter out all the noise and filter out what's in your brain to the world. Now, number nine goes back to what I was telling you a little bit ago with the morning pages, okay? This is called inner voice writing. Now, this is another Julia Cameron practice. She talks about this in Seeking Wisdom. And what it is, is you can ask a question to your inner child or your inner voice. And then you ask that question on paper. So you say, thank you, guidance of the highest truth and compassion for showing me what I need to know. This allows you to take a moment for reflection. You write the question down. So maybe it's, what do I need to know about this presentation today? You write that question on the paper. Let your pen take over. Do not think. Do not overjudge yourself and see what your hand writes. It's pretty crazy. I do this every morning. And you will hear the answers that you need to hear. And your inner guide will guide you to whatever decision it is that needs to be made, whatever feeling you need that needs to be calmed. It is a magical, magical tool. Seeking Wisdom with Julia Cameron talks all about this. So again, we'll link that book as well in the show notes along with The Artist Way. Such a cool, 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 cool technique that has helped me in so many ways this year. I just started doing that this year, actually a year ago, and it's been transformative. So number 10, this comes as no shock to all of you. This is your 10th and final way to get that creativity out into the world. Here it is. Improvise. Now, this does not mean signing up for a class if that makes you literally want to crawl up in a ball and rock back and forth. This means playing with children, having a fun moment with your partner or friend. You can make up anything. That is improv. You are professional. I'm a professional pretender. You are pretending. Make up songs. Make up words. Record yourself doing a monologue. Play. Set a timer and just allow yourself to be a kid. And if you don't have kids around you, allow yourself to play. Use Play-Doh. Use some of those pipe cleanery things and create something. But play. That's what improv is. It's playing. It's being in the moment. It's having fun. Allow yourself to go off script and do something that's not on the agenda. It's not a scripted item. There's so many ways to improvise. I just should do a show just all about that. Food for thought, food for thought. So here is what I want to give you in conclusion. I want to read to you some excerpts from the book Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. Again, this book is all about creative living beyond 
fear. All right. So I'm going to start with, hold on one sec. Here we go. She's coming. She's coming. Here she is. All right. <clears throat> this is from her chapter on persistence. But I remember thinking that learning how to endure your disappointment and frustration is part of the job of a creative person. If you want to be an artist of any sort, it seemed to me, then handling your frustration is a fundamental aspect of the work, perhaps the single most fundamental aspect of the work. Frustration is not an interruption of your process. Frustration is the process. The fun part, the part where it doesn't feel like work at all, is when you're actually creating something wonderful and everything's going great and everyone loves it and you're flying high. But such instants are rare. You don't just get to leap from bright moment to bright moment. How you manage yourself between those bright moments when things aren't going so great is a measure of how devoted you are to your vocation and how equipped you are for the weird demands of creative living. Holding yourself together through all the phases of creation is where, is where the real work lies, where the real work lies. If that didn't just sum up what we talked about, I don't know any equations. I mean, what? Got one more for you here. All right. And I'm going to leave you with this. And while the paths and outcome of creative living will wildly vary from person to person, I can guarantee you this. A creative life is an amplified life. It's a bigger life, a happier life, an expanded life, and a hell of a lot more interesting life. Living in this manner, continually and stubbornly bringing forth the jewels that are hidden within you, is a fine art in and of itself. Because creative living is where big magic will always abide. Well, put that in your pipe and smoke it. I mean, what? Ah. So, my lovely, lovely family, I have to say this. I want you to listen to this episode, and then I want you to go back, and I want you to listen to it again. I want you to identify one thing from this show that you're going to implement to unblock the creative blocks that you have in your mind. One thing, one thing, I'll quickly repeat them. Number one, set the stage. Number two, choose love. Think again. Number three, appreciation game. Number four, morning pages. Number five, your I am informations. Number six, artist walks. Number seven, artist dates. Number eight, guided meditations. Number nine, your inner voice writing. And number 10, improvise. I want you to actually take one and apply it. That is your homework. You know I love a tangible for you. Do it. Do it. And share with me the results I want to hear. Here's my ask from today's episode. If today brought you some laughter, some levity, some positivity, some tangible tips, share it with somebody else. Send the episode to someone you know. Allow them to feel the creative energy run through them. And then my second ask is every creator's dream. One thing that you can do to help support creative processes is support the creators who do it. I ask this every week, but if you could leave us a review, oh my gosh, that is what drives this show. 
those reviews allow other people to see that we have this amazing audience and it allows amazing guests to come on this show. And to be honest, when you leave me a review, a little fairy inside my body gets its wings. It really does. She flies. She flies. And I'm like Tinkerbell. I need applause to live. I need laughter to live. If you can leave a review, just hit five stars. That would mean the world because being creative is also vulnerable. We didn't talk about that today. It takes a lot of guts to live this creative life. So kudos to you. I appreciate that about you. And I'm going to tell myself I appreciate that about myself too. Because we need that creativity, that energy, that innovation. Otherwise, we'd just be stifled and stagnant. So again, choose the one thing you're going to do in today's episode. Share it with somebody and then leave us a review. That's your homework for today. Know that I believe in you so much. I'm so proud of you for showing up here, putting this time, energy, and investing in you. Keep failing. Keep improving because you know this. You know this. The world needs that special it that you can bring in. Only you. I'll see you next week. Hey, friends, thanks for tuning in to Improve It. I am so happy you are along for the ride. If you enjoyed this show, head on over to iTunes to leave us a five-star review and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. New episodes drop every Wednesday. Now, if you're really feeling today's show and you've improved it even just a little bit, please take a screenshot and tag me at Keeping It Real Deal on Instagram and share it in your stories. I'll see you next week, but I I want to leave you with this thought. What did you improve today and how will that help your future successful self? Think about it. I am rooting for you and the world needs that special it that only you can bring. See you next time.